0: Welcome to the best podcast on Twitch. Uh, My name is uh, Morgan and I go by Lispage. What's up? I'm Samuel. I go by Moon. My name's
1: Kenny and I go by Kenny Katchen. My
2: name's Vanessa. I go by Queen Wavy.
0: And uh, Vanessa, you you didn't get to weigh in on the whole uh, Twitch controversy last week and you just came across some new and exciting information.
2: Yeah, so when I was just looking into that whole situation, if we can call it that, um i also found out that they for or five months were like oh the g in lgbt lgbtq stands for gamer <laughs>
0: <laughs> which fucking rips and i'm pretty sure i've said that but like mr bezos's multi-billion dollar corporation cannot say that to me i'm
3: very yeah.
1: sorry what
3: <laughs> that's a lot this is like- I will say, I've been playing a lot of Hades lately, and uh, I-, I do identify as a gamer after looking at Dionysus a little bit.
1: Ooh.
2: Oh my
3: god. <laughs> god of indulgence, hell yeah.
1: This is just a weekly thing for Twitch now. Like, every time we podcast, there's a new thing that they, they messed up with. <laughs> yeah,
3: talking about approval committees last week and stuff, I wonder if they have a committee just seeing how they can one-up themselves, you know? What what
0: new level of bullshit can they achieve? Maybe this is all a social experiment that was going to be, like, revealed at TwitchCon 2020, but Mm -hmm. since it was called off, they have to keep the experiment going. Of course. What was
3: that Instagram kid the harvard social experiment like the the kid whose like ass was edited to be really fat it was like thick timmy or something wait, <laughs> and like at end, talking about? after a few of this, months actually. it was like this has been a social experiment from <laughs> the department wait, of something at harvard <laughs> or whatever
2: oh my god are you i remember serious? that wait, I, can are you serious? Ne- <laughs> I think i know yeah. what you're talking about but i'm disturbed
3: <laughs> yeah I don't know. Anytime I hear social, social experiment now, social that's study. what my mind goes to. What? I don't remember the exact name, but it was something like Thicky Timmy.
1: Timmy Thick was gotcha. a four-month social study conducted by Harvard University.
3: There it is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Harvard started an thickening study. That's so important. That's groundbreaking. Wow.
3: <laughs> I don't even know what the results were. I really <laughs> want to see like the paper based on that. Yeah, Yo, the results. Know. This boy's thick.
1: I'm going to do oh, some research man. on the side, see what I can find.
0: <laughs> well, well, like, I'm on it. <laughs> yeah, Well, while Kenny's digging into that, let's let's look into some um, Brown Esports news. Uh, we The Brown Noser has released its new publication on Brown's campus. Uh, things have been going pretty good at Brown. Does anyone have uh, more Brown Esports
3: relevant news to bring up? Uh, next week, the Brown Smash Ultimate team is going to be competing in the first of four uh, Northeast Regional Opens for the Collegiate Star League. So uh, bas- there'll, basically, there will be four of those throughout the season, and our placements in those will add up to points that, at the end, will qualify us or disqualify us from the regional finals. So we'll see how that goes. I'm thinking it could be good. It could be bad. It could be great.
1: Is that going to be streamed?
3: I do not know. I imagine... Oh. <laughs>
1: I, I imagine
3: there is a possibility because they made some note in like the rules or something that it's like oh if if the streaming team contacts you or whatever you got to be ready so uh, if there's mm. a stream we'll let you know if not we might try to make one ourselves but we do know that like sometimes when you stream smash matches they slow down in the game too so oh I did not we'll know see. that we'll see we'll see I see hmm
1: Isn't there, like, a big Overwatch thing happening on Sunday for Brownie sports? Or aren't we supposed to do something with Overwatch-related? I
0: think I read that somewhere. We're so good at news. Um, (laughs) All right. You
2: know why I'm laughing? Because I got an email that just says WAP, and then it's a T-shirt. There's something that says, women are powerful. (laughs) What? (laughs) Like, women are powerful, WAP.
1: Yeah, i, I understand I just,
2: <laughs>
1: I just don't understand the transition
2: <laughs> i mean, i just i'm laughing because i was I, you guys were talking and i just started laughing and i thought it looked weird without explanation so i just was like mm.
0: just want
2: to let y'all know
0: <laughs> uh i mean that's wild uh our no our our fortnight meetings and our starcraft meetings are continuing on the discord pardon me Um, and I think we're having some of our clubs are able to meet on the main green right now, socially distanced. So that's exciting. If you're a Brown student, come on and get involved, try out. meetings? Apparently, um, (laughs) according to the schedule, you can tell we are all (laughs) intimately involved with the scheduling committee. Kenny, can I have an update on this, uh, thick Harvard study, please?
1: Well, some information that I have received. Uh looks like Timmy <laughs> Thick started posting on Instagram in 2016. Uh Timmy Thick then joined Twitter in May 2017. He now has 40,500 followers. Mm-hmm. Um looking for more information as we speak. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. So nothing, nothing has been resolved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no he uh, wanted the results of the study. What were what were they studying?
1: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Let me let me type in purpose of the Timmy Thick study. <laughs> yeah, maybe let's see what I can find. I really knows.
3: want to know what the control account was. Did they have like a Timmy not <laughs> thick or an unthick <laughs> Timmy? <laughs> and I just compare the followers over time.
0: Okay, anyone on the internet will probably recognize this gentleman if they saw him. um... I don't want. I don't know if this will like get us banned from Twitch, so I'm not going to put it on the podcast uh, video <laughs> feed. But um, feel free to look up Timmy Thickish on Instagram uh, for for this good academic study. What?
3: This yeah, I don't know. I needs. can't hear social experiment and not think about Timmy Thick. That was the reason I brought it up. Wait
1: babe.net is saying timmy think is not the result of a harvard uh, run social study i don't know who to to listen to now
0: <laughs> so this whole thing has now been filled with doubt and fraudulent information uh so you know what it really makes you think it really it does make you think um who's got our first topic for today <laughs> Well,
2: I have some pretty normal news, so I figure, you know what, I'll just take it from here. Um, if I may, may I? All right. Oh, hi, guys. Welcome <laughs> to the i be covering Amazon's lunch- lunch- launch of Luna, which is a cloud gaming service platform announced yesterday at Amazon's hardware event. There's been rumors about this platform since last year, and they gave it this, like, spicy nickname of Tempo, which I don't know if they actually used, or I don't know where that nickname is going, but very spicy um now it's luna so i don't know what that was about meanwhile on amazon made game controller leaked out um just ahead of yesterday's event and i was going to like pull up a picture and then like kind of roast it but there's like no known picture <laughs> of this device yet so cannot do that and anyway no one knows when luna is doing a wide launch but initially it'll be available on pc mac fire tv iphone ipad this kind of sounds like an ad for it, but it's not. <laughs> and it's actually around well, cloud gaming rules, more specifically the app store guidelines by bringing a cloud, a cloud gaming device to iPhone. And I'm just gonna stop for a moment and ask my co-host this fun tech-based question. How do you think they did that? How do you think they skirted around? Who's the techie here? Who can answer this question?
0: So how they skirted around the app store's rules for cloud-based. <laughs> like cloud
2: gaming to iPhone. Ooh.
0: I like that you're our quiz host. Like, <laughs> we can never get through one of your segments without answering your quiz, and I like that energy. <laughs> you
2: have to know. Have, um, you know like, I, I, I have to know what you guys think. It's a back and forth thing.
1: I know Fortnite tried to, like, screw over the App Store, but they yeah. got caught, so I'm not quite sure how you can sneak around the App Store.
2: hmm Well...
0: Is it, is it like not called a? Are they not calling it like a gaming service and calling it like a streaming service or something like that? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> Sam, you got to guess too. Come
3: on. Oh, geez. I don't know. I'm really thinking about this. I guess. Hmm. I don't really know because I feel like I don't understand what the rules are enough to know That's how to break true. them. So I
2: was going to say That's fair. why all of y'all were acting very confident about this very vague question that I posed, but I really appreciate that. And honestly, <laughs> the answer is that it's not a traditional app. It's a progressive web app, which is just a fancy name for saying it's a launchable website you can run separately from the, the rest of your web browser. Okay. And so Bullshit. apparently, though, <laughs> Apple is aware of this skirt around as they have actually updated their rules like two weeks before snarkily saying of course there's always the open internet and web browser apps to reach all users outside of the app store and so they were like kind of annoyed uh, but they were like we can't do anything about it and so luna is kind of the first one of its kind to to actually be able to do it on the iphone uh to do it on the iphone and <laughs> now we're all aware of luna's entering already a pretty steep competition for cloud gaming services as there's already like. Google's Stadia, Microsoft's S-Cloud, and NVIDIA's GeForce, but none of them have like skirted the app policy like we would yet. So we'll have to see if whatever one gets the most consumers. And I really just sound like a business major right now, like full force, (laughs) this does sound like business today, but I can't help it. That was my topic. Um, Best of luck to Amazon, except we do not, me and my homies do not like Amazon, so not best of luck to Amazon, (laughs) Um, so I take it back. (laughs) And that's, I mean, a, that's a pretty that's a pretty normal gaming topic. So, I yeah. scared away from Timmy Thick. Uh huh.
1: <laughs> so it is an app, but it's also not an app.
2: Yeah, well, they kind of just made it a web. yes
0: yeah. So it's just okay. like a web browser, and then they have an app that opens the web browser. Uh, and it looks like
2: it has it has a little app icon if you want like that little vibe. It's
0: just, just, just a looks good
2: around, but it's making all the difference because no other service can do that.
0: Well, if it is a browser emulator, that's got to mean it's
3: slower than, like, other game streaming services, right? I've played zero game streaming services, so I have no idea how slow traditional game (laughs) streaming services are
0: anyway. Well, all I'm saying is, like, if your phone is both working on streaming a game and emulating a web browser, that's got to not have the same latency, right?
2: But it's the only one that can do it.
0: (laughs) On the 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 Apple products, I got you. (laughs)
1: i think the the question i have is like who will actually get luna like what's the what's the benefit of doing this
0: well i think vanessa already said it it's just for like apple users who want to stream games which is like a massive market Hmm. because people with macs and iphones just can't do a lot of games right now
1: they have among us i think that's enough (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's all you need <laughs>
2: dude my topic blew up from when I feel like I presented it yeah time.
1: Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's at like 500k views on Twitch right now that's it's insane. Wild.
0: our weekly Among Us update <laughs> 577k
1: it's
2: lit that's the update it's lit
0: alright Vanessa is Luna gonna have Fortnite on it cause that's mm-hmm. the most important question Big right question.
2: it says no
1: what ah <sighs>
0: Wow, right. drop the whole console.
1: Drop <laughs> <Yeah. in.
2: laughs>
1: it's over, it's pack it in, guys. <laughs> it already feels
2: like it's just launched, so it literally has like two channels oh it's god. like uh, um, Luna, and then oh my god, if I say this song, I'm gonna die Ubisoft.
0: Ubisoft, Fuck.
2: <laughs> okay, there yeah, we go. There we I go. I'm a real nice. gamer, <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, it, but they don't have any games on that either, so it's just like there's they're they're launching with like nothing, to be honest. But they're going to get stuff. Uh-huh. Do
0: they have Among Us.
2: I really nervous. <laughs> <traveled laughs> this is person for Luna right now, and I'm like flopping. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Well, I mean, okay. So they have the Amazon Prime Gaming thing. Do you know if there's going to be any integration with that at all? Because that has like hundreds of free games on it now.
2: Amazon Prime. Um, I think so, because they talked about integration with a bunch of pre-existing things. But like my knowledge really stops by, like, right there, right about there. Here's the wall. Here's my knowledge. <laughs> it's, stopping. it's stopping right there. Mm-hmm. But uh, other uh, streaming devices have like their own game studios. Mm-hmm. Like Google Stadia has its own game studio. But then Luna was like, we're not going to do that. <laughs> they were like, there are oh. no excuses. <laughs>
0: and their partner of it i mean ubisoft has not been having the best time of it recently like they had one of their just big high level execs just resigned ubisoft? from that
2: out of all the ways you
0: could say that it's ubisoft it might be it, it might it- be ubisoft <laughs> i don't know i've heard Ebisoft. i <laughs> i feel like i've heard both
1: pronunciations yeah don't like be
2: a, the mediator kenny pick a <laughs> side no, no don't <laughs> In times i justice
1: i know i'm someone who has definitely said both words and like will change depending on what other people have said before i have no clue which side i'm
0: on
2: uh, someone in chat just said i've heard ubisoft.
0: <laughs> i mean if you're gonna maybe they should has ubisoft released a pronunciation guide
3: hang on how this to an <laughs> Read those syllable breakdowns dictionary-like on Wikipedia. Absolutely.
0: Yeah,
1: like, if I go to... Wait, no, this is not their Wikipedia.
0: Um, Ubisoft. Okay. Mm. Okay. Which... You're Ubisoft. right. Ubisoft. It doesn't even... Ubisoft, and that's so yeah, important. you being like soft right now. <laughs> Microsoft, <laughs> Ubisoft, they're all trying to tell us something. Nice. <laughs> 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 oh, God. I'm just comparing it to all of the other streaming services that, like, currently exist. I I, I think Microsoft's is going to be the most successful because they have Game Pass integration, right? Which is already, like, an absurd amount of games. Uh, you can get, like, Game Pass uh, with Discord Nitro now. So you can, like, get two months of Game Pass with Discord Nitro. And then... That like Destiny Two just came to Game Pass. Like I don't. <coughs> God, bless, God bless you, Samuel. Thank you. Like I'm, Amazon's a massive company. This streaming service surely is not going to fail. But I think Microsoft is probably in the best position right now.
2: Aren't aren't its servers super slow though?
0: Yeah, I mean that's the whole problem with like cloud gaming, right? Like you are completely at the mercy of company servers.
2: Okay. Well.
0: which i mean like amazon has not spent as much time developing that architecture
3: Mm, real real real. i have very few opinions about this because i still don't know how viable sort of these game streaming services are right about now uh and so i don't really have a firm handle on sort of the landscape and what's going to be necessary to get into like and sort of put your feet your roots down and i think that kind of makes sense because it is sort of a new thing so i think we will see what causes success because in the past in like previous console wars and stuff what we kind of saw was um you know obviously it's about performance of the like performance specs of the console but it's also about what exclusives can you provide what is it about the experience of playing on this particular console that's important so uh you know Nintendo Switch, like, that's the only place you're going to play these Nintendo games, even if it does have somewhat subpar software or hardware for some of this stuff. Uh, In the past, like, PS3, Xbox 360, you you saw, like, exclusive after exclusive and different online services that they provided. And early on, it's like the 360, you know, uh, Microsoft, like, online is, like, just better than paying for PS Plus, whatever. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think... We'll see how that takes form in this sort of new landscape, this new market. I don't know what you really call it necessarily, but I think that's. (laughs) I think that's uh, something that could be interesting. They just
2: cut it off. They just stop making. We don't need too many. We we don't need a free market. We don't need competitors. Just.
3: Oh, facts.
2: Yeah, just give up. Just give up.
1: There should only be one game and one console, and that's it. I think that's all we that's need. That's
2: the one game, yeah. Borderlands 3. How's the concept
1: of the short t-tap game t-tap that
2: t-tap. I watched once?
1: Chess. <laughs> oh, chess, yeah. Yes. Yes. The original video game,
0: oh, Chess. <laughs> the only eSport. All other games, The
1: true fans. eSport is Chess. <laughs>
0: mm.
1: Also, uh, Tammy Thick update. So, after oh. doing some more research, uh, so, apparently timmy thick may have been a student at harvard who was a head writer at harvard's satirical newspaper the harvard lampoon but i i have no clue uh-huh. i'm still doing more research t- as we speak but this is the the most recent information i could find
0: hey devoted viewers of the best podcast please reach out with us reach out to us with your uh timmy thick theories and we will be happy to uh, report on them in our next segment, next episode of uh, the Timmy Thick Chronicles.
2: Um, oh my gosh!
0: I, if I'm honest, I don't know if like game exclusives even work anymore. Like beside aside from Nintendo, there have barely been any exclusive releases other than like you know Halo. It's like Sony's pretty much given up on it, and Microsoft is like barely giving a shit anymore.
3: I don't know if that's strictly true. Oh. Was the Final Fantasy VII remake on Xbox? I thought that was a PS4 exclusive. It might yeah, be like, PS4
1: exclusive. I think Sony has a bunch of exclusives. Yeah, that's why lots of people will argue that I think PlayStation is better than Xbox because, uh, like, right now Xbox has like better like specs for their newest console, but when it comes to better games, like. Sony has the fire. They like they bring everything out. This is now we're kind of going into my topic, which was just the PS5 showcase. Yeah. <laughs> that I'm saying all of this. But
2: transition, transition, trans- perfect. Trans- perfect. Transition. Trans- 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 trans-
1: <laughs> but yeah, like the Sony and like obviously console wars have probably been a big thing between PlayStation and Xbox. And like personally for me, because like I I like the PlayStation, I think it's a better better console. But that's because like it just has games that I like, and I could see like someone liking Xbox for their exclusives if like you're a fan of Halo or something. I don't know any other exclusives. I just know Halo. <laughs> but like you know, it's a game. But they're coming out with like a bunch of games right now for the PS5, which are like exclusive. So we have like God of War two. There's the new Spider-Man game, which I want to play because Spider-Man's cool. They're coming out with a, they're coming out with a Harry Potter
3: game. I think
1: that's an exclusive, but I'm not. Yeah, sure. it looks
3: yeah. like a very good game. Yeah, and it does look good. It, but... it had the worst possible announcement day. Like, yeah. just, oh my goodness!
1: Like any other day, I'd be like, oh yo, this looks sick. But now I'm like, hmm. Yeah, I. Harry I, I wish
3: J.K. Rowling would just let us enjoy it without yeah. having to think about her. Yeah. <laughs> she puts her name out
2: there. do not like J.K. Rowling. I know.
3: <laughs> it's like every two weeks, she wants to remind us of how awful she is. Uh,
0: she just recently, I think it was like two days ago, uh, retweeted from a clothing store that posted just violently transmisogynistic uh, buttons and shirts really? and was like, here's a really great business to support everyone. And we're just <sighs> like, she keeps showing her entire ass every five seconds yeah. and i i don't not, i don't understand why they would not have pulled this game from the release docket like it just mm. doesn't make sense to me they know it's gonna hurt sales i mean this is a personal opinion not reflective of the whole podcast but don't buy a fucking jk rowling's game she gets money from that you're just giving her money don't buy it
3: transparently i don't think it really matters she has a crap ton of money already. So much money. Does she still
1: make books? I don't even know what she does anymore. To be. Oh honest. yeah, she just yeah. wrote
3: a book about a about a serial killer who's a guy who dresses oh, wait, up like a oh, woman. I, I, I read yeah. about
1: that. Never mind.
2: Oh my
1: god! Hmm, I remember that now. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Right, so back to PlayStation. Back to the PlayStation. Uh, Black. They have <laughs> a bunch of exclusives. Like they have a bunch of exclusives that are really cool. And like even with the PlayStation Four, like they. They had other exclusives, like they had the first Spider-Man game, they had the first God of War, they had a, they had a Persona Five. So like they have a bunch of stuff.
2: Persona Five, sorry. <laughs> Great game. Didn't they get like rated like the? They got like rated the highest score out of all the games. It's a good game.
1: Yeah, it's okay. a good no game. One to, like no one series. wants to validate this. Wait, uh, <laughs> like, I got yeah, to mean, get like, Google.
3: What do you mean? I don't like, have that information, 100. so I can only speak to my personal experience, which was that's a good game.
1: Compared to what other games, Vanessa? What are you referring
2: to? I don't (laughs) know what rating it was, but it was a pretty important one.
0: Vanessa is right. Uh, So it received the highest game review uh, on Metacritic of 2017. It got a 97 out of 100. Uh, Dang. And it's one of the best reviewed games of all time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean,
3: (laughs) it's an enjoyable game. All right.
1: I guess, like, I don't... Yeah, like PlayStation has a bunch of good stuff, but and then they also released the uh the price of the new console, which is pretty oh, yeah, $3.99 much ninety nine dollars for same. the digital
3: edition is nice. Yeah.
1: Like the only like the differences between Xbox and PlayStation are PlayStation has more exclusives. Xbox has better specs and like the their digital console is $100 less. But I feel like the PlayStation is still more worth it because of the games that you're able to get with it compared to edswaps also uh just so you know fortnite is going on to the playstation 5 so you know they, they're gonna win essentially but <laughs> so last week i would have said i think edswaps is dead but the thing i kind of wanted to also talk about but this was morgan's topic was <laughs> the bethesda thing <laughs> with them like with microsoft like just just stealing just like scooping up bethesda now and i'm like hmm that's a power move like are they gonna are they gonna make exclusives like is, is microsoft about to like actually hang with playstation now and i'm not sure like what do y'all think? i have
3: a console take i think with console gaming we are rapidly approaching a time where these minor differences between specs don't really matter <laughs> i think we're reaching a point where I don't think people care super much about how hyper-realistic, uncanny valley <laughs> these video games are getting and how high-def yeah. you can display that. Um, this is specifically yeah. with yeah. traditional consoles because I think with VR, it will matter because there's still a lot to be explored there and like other types of gaming experiences that probably will matter. But if we're talking traditional console experience, I think, yeah, this small difference of like, oh, this one can display graphics at this definition and this one can display we're displaying graphics as well as humans can perceive it already anyway i'm pretty sure like i don't know how much deeper they can get into that side of things so i think it Wait, does I'm come down to. Hmm.
2: i'm scared we are <laughs>
3: yes. yeah I, I feel like because what is it uh it's like 4k and 1080 it's super hard for people to tell the difference already and then like, you get, you get even more resolution than that. Like, what's really the point, honestly? Um, and we're seeing Nintendo who just entered the HD era of consoles <laughs> like, the generation before this with the Wii U and it, it was HD very loosely. Um, so, I think what people are seeing or, like, what people are going to make their decisions on are based on, like, three factors, all of which I think Kenny was talking about, which is What games do you have? How much is this console? And what are the services that you're providing on this console to make my experience something, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, So Xbox traditionally thrives off of the services that they provide. Um, And Sony had like the price point and these exclusives going for them for a while. Uh, But, you know, to that end, if we're seeing sort of more acquisitions of different companies, more sort of splitting apart of these different things yeah maybe this goes a different direction maybe we start seeing people choose a little bit more based on one kind of criteria versus the other i mean like and you're completely right but
0: and that and that same goes for pc gaming because Mm. pc parts have just recently become so incredibly affordable like one of the new graphics cards that was just released was half of half the price of the previous generation of graphics cards and it was like something like four times as powerful as the last one. So yeah, it's absurd. absurd. It's like 700 bucks as opposed to 1400 bucks and it's a massive improvement. Like we are able to so quickly mass produce gaming hardware now. It doesn't really matter and Xboxes are basically just turning into gaming PCs anyway. I think there is definitely a little bit more distinction between, like, PlayStations and Nintendo Switches and that kind of thing. But you're you're just buying, like, gaming PC-level hardware and putting it in your house as, like, either a monolith or a Wi-Fi router. Which is the mm-hmm. other criteria on which to choose between these two platforms. Who's screaming? Oh, yeah. yeah. I heard that too. Some people are having a party outside my window. A party, bruh. yes a party post-covid <laughs>
1: my favorite
0: yeah you heard it here for- first everybody covid's over we're done with it no more covid we're all we good now we beat
1: covid guys we, we beat did it COVID. <laughs> <laughs> for the power of testing two times a week we did it. He and did positive it.
3: thinking and asking people to up. please, please not be on campus if they're not officially on campus. And if you
1: are lying, oh my God. please have
2: you switch over. <laughs> have you seen those letters of people who have been getting who are like, they're like totally not on campus and then they get this <laughs> letter from I did like, see that. How dare I mean, like, you yeah. come you <laughs> to our campus and you frolic. <laughs> And it's
0: like, what? Absolutely wild. I do not know how they determine that. But it it, it is like, they obviously have some criteria to determine whether we're back on campus, and it makes me feel like I'm in an Orwellian hellscape. Like, are the cameras watching me? What's recording me right now? Is that a Wi-Fi router? Or a camera?
1: That's a light. That's a light.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's a light. It might be a light. It's all right, man. All right, good.
0: <laughs> uh, and with that perfect and seamless transition, let's talk mm-hmm. about Microsoft buying one of the biggest game publishers out there. Like, um, oh wait, I have one more thing I wanted to say. Uh, it's also kind of wild that like Deathloop, which is one of uh, Sony's like big rig titles that they're really pushing, is also coming to PC after two months of living. Wait, in- what? In- yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta Uh-oh. wait a little while. Like that's what I'm saying. Like exclusives are only exclusives for a little bit now because it's it's not sustainable. But Microsoft, I Microsoft has been aggressively buying up uh, gaming properties for a very long time, and I think like directly to what Vanessa was talking about earlier, I think this is to compete with the other uh, megaopoly in our current society, Amazon. They're trying to get as many gaming studios as they can to cement themselves in the gaming industry. And they just bought Bethesda for 7.4 million dollars. Um or was that billion?
1: One of the two. I thought it was billion, I but I it. Billion? It's uh, possible. Girl. I'm putting it down 7.4 billion. Okay,
0: let's see um Seven point five billion. You're right. You know what? Uh, wow. Too good. Business major. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <There it is. laughs> and their uh, largest previous acquisition was um, Mojang Studios for two point five, yeah, two point five billion dollars. So I feel like they've recouped that already too. Oh, easily, without a doubt. I mean, Minecraft Dungeons came out like they're fine, uh, but like minecraft dungeons yeah it is weird to think that like doom fallout uh dishonored uh they're they're worth about as much as three minecrafts and that's just kind of a fun figure to consider It's wow, a, <laughs> a lot of money that's three minecrafts <laughs> but i mean i would love to hear what do y'all think is going to happen to all of the bethesda games because they've been The whole meme with Skyrim was that it was on every platform, which was uh, Bethesda's, like, entire strategy. We're going to port all of our games to every single console and then make you buy them. And ZeniMax, which is, like, the parent company that Microsoft now owns, has said that business at Bethesda is going to continue relatively as normal. They're just going to be owned by Microsoft now, which is a weird stance. I mean, so what do y'all think is going to happen? What do you think the current marketing strategy is going to be, a business major?
2: Don't ask me. Y'all go first. (laughs) They're going to have
3: to actually make games now, you know? That's the big thing here. Because Fallout 76, having not played a single game in the Fallout series, even I know that was a disaster. Yeah. I think... Because, look, the execs aren't struggling. They just made $7.5 billion split Mm. among them. And however, that ends up getting split up. But I think, so I'm not, I don't think they're super worried about, (laughs) at least on that level. But if we're talking, like, the game designers, the uh, developers, and sort of the studio side of things, what's that going to look like? Are they going to put new entries into their IPs and make those, like, Xbox games and say, all right, well, here's Fallout 77. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I hope you like the previous 75 Fallout games. And uh, yeah, I, I think that's sort of what it ends up looking like when these studios are acquired by these bigger companies. It's like, uh, what was it? What was it? It was uh, when Atlas was acquired by Sega, I think. That took an interesting turn because neither of them develop consoles, but uh, Sega is like this bigger parent company. And, yeah, Persona 5 came out underneath Sega, which is really (laughs) weird to think about, because now there's Persona 5 gear in Sonic Forces, and what's the canonicity of Persona and Sonic? And, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, no, I think it's interesting (laughs) looking at how these studios decide to proceed, because in some cases you see they take their IPs and they kind of run with it they're like all right well this is what you bought us for you bought us for fallout you bought us for elder scrolls we're gonna make more of that stuff um and then sometimes and like game freak is the (laughs) paragon of this they're like you bought us for pokemon here's pokemon here's more of it yeah i think that's one approach that these studios can take sometimes the studios take the direction of Hey, maybe we should make new stuff and show our chops with other things now that we don't have to worry about like a yearly release cycle or whatever. But is that what they're going to be afforded? Is that what they're going to be given? I really have my doubts about that. So I think we're just going to end up seeing more Fallout, more Elder Scrolls.
0: (laughs) I mean, yeah, like I think recently Oblivion has kind of just been beating Bethesda's ass. Like, uh, they, I mean, they were the ones who originally made Fallout uh, New Vegas, they made uh, The Outer Worlds just released, uh, at one of the recent conferences they just announced their uh, own, like, knockoff Elder Scrolls, which I have no doubt is going to be amazing, because their last two entries have been really great, and Bethesda has kind of been floundering recently, like, considering their most recent releases, I mean, Fallout 76 has just been plagued with kind of like money-grubbing decisions which kind of makes sense as to why uh but they would want to be acquired by bethesda because then they don't have to push those uh marketing tactics so hard but i don't know like i i I am excited to see what comes out of that studio and if the quality is improved either from a relaxation of pressure or from an intensification of pressure or maybe just some more resources and more people being hired y'all think you
3: go ahead kenny
1: Oh, I was just going to say, like, if, like, lots of Bethesda games actually became, like, EdSpot's exclusives, do you think that would, like, be bad for Bethesda? Like, would their sales drop, you think? Or would it still be fine?
3: I mean, just by nature of, this is on less things, less people are able <laughs> yeah. to get this. I I think you would expect to see a number
1: decrease Do you think there. people would switch to Xbox just to be like, well, Doom's mm-hmm. over here now. Mm-hmm. And I love Doom. <laughs> so i have to go get doom on the xbox
3: <laughs> i really think that's the hope whenever you acquire a big ip like that is you know you're not expecting to get all of the customers and uh or retain all of the customers necessarily but you are sort of hoping for this combination of like you get xbox fans to play more doom and then you get more doom fans to get xbox something like that so
0: the that's the I... best
3: case scenario for those two parties
0: but Bethesda has such a rabidly loyal fan base that also loves to rip the studio to pieces Mm -hmm. like I it's gonna be very very difficult for Microsoft to retain those rabid mostly PC customers if they move everything to a single console
3: I agree that's (laughs) that's my take I agree
0: (laughs) I agree
2: I've been absorbing. Trust me. I'm listening. Hmm. That's that's
1: just me in like any discussion class. That was me today. (laughs) I I did not. I was in poetry today and like we split up into breakout rooms and I did not understand the poems and the other three people did. So I was just listening like, "Mm -hmm. yes. (laughs) And then like all three of them would talk and like they get Silent, and it would feel like, oh, I should say something.
2: I just, <laughs> you just like, say silent the thing. whole time, Kenny? Yeah. But no, <laughs> I, I talked
1: like two times. I talked like two times, but they they carried. I was just there, like, yeah, yeah. That was a that was a cool poem.
2: Oh no! <laughs> hey, hey, by the way, if you're on campus, we got to do homework together. All three of us should do homework on campus. I'd be down.
1: That'd Hell be yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah.
0: I was. was um,
2: Come and then get a very angry letter from
0: Brown oh of course
1: I can help me understand my poems <laughs> I'm yeah, i'll hop on a flight i'll help.
3: hop on a flight yeah <laughs> get over there <laughs> come on sam the what are you waiting for <laughs> yeah obviously Hey, sam where are you again i'm in arkansas I'm that's like a quick home. little walk yeah oh, oh yeah just to... yeah. <laughs> honestly it's a 24-hour drive i think exactly something Wait, like really that. Oh, yeah. yeah uh i uh
0: was in class with one of my friends today uh, and, uh, he, we were messaging in like the private chat box on zoom and he was saying, I have not done any of the readings. And as soon as I got that message, uh, the professor <laughs> called on him immediately. It was so funny. <laughs>
3: I'm pretty sure oh, they can no. see the
0: private yeah, messages. The professor
2: can totally see the chat. That's why. <laughs> <I mean. laughs> you know,
1: at this point, I know the professor can see my private messages. I still private message in all of my classes because I don't care. Like,
2: I almost write it hope, like not hoping they'll see it, but just like with the knowledge that my professor is gonna read it. So all my responses are like, "Oh, haha, that would be a cute idea." And uh-huh. cute and crazy, whatever. And I'm like that's a cute idea. Smiley face. Like, it's just very, like, low-key, very polite.
3: When we first went to remote, I was doing private messages with this girl in my class, and it was... (laughs) (laughs) I only found out later that they could see it, so my professor in that class has seen all my feeble attempts at getting closer to a person i'm interested in you know what oh, no. you know, i so
1: i sad. respect the game <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> you know, your professor just doesn't understand all right?
2: my god oh my god.
1: wait what what class was this for this changes everything
3: i don't remember <laughs> but it, <laughs> it, it just stuck out to me it's yeah what classes was i taking this spring I took health, it was probably healthcare in the U.S. That was a big class. It was Ira. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I actually, guy, no, actually. no, no, no. We didn't even do live sessions, though. That was all recorded. So it must have been wow. something else. Yeah.
1: That guy was super chill. He probably would have been like, yeah, this is
3: okay. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, everybody's got to get out there somehow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Man, Samuel, what are you telling us about today?
3: My topic today is unrelated to anything we've talked about today because I've spent 25 hours of the last 3 days playing Hades by Supergiant. <laughs> today I got my first two clears uh and it was very gratifying, very cool, very fun. Uh it was everything I expected it to be. I'm glad that I'm glad that I got it and you know, I was going through and just messing around with the boon system, which for those who haven't played, is the it, that's kind of the progression system within each run, because it's a roguelike where you're basically dungeon crawling for uh, 50 floors or whatever, and you're accumulating these blessings from the gods that give different buffs and effects to your different attacks and stuff, and... It's just so fun. I just love that (laughs) aspect of it. I love being like on this floor and being like, all right, this run, I'm going to play this kind of way. And then they give me these choices of blessings. And I see this thing over here. Yo, Aphrodite's going to let me throw this spear and it's going to charm all the enemies in this area to work for me. (laughs) That sounds sick. I'm going to play completely differently now. Uh I just love that part of it. And I was thinking about progression systems in games because of that. I was thinking about how you know, loadouts, honestly, that's what it is, is how do you make the character feel like yourself while still retaining the same core gameplay elements? And Mm -hmm. like, I think that's a genius design decision by Supergiant. I know it's not unique to Hades, but I think that it was implemented in Hades really well. Another game that I thought about uh, to that end was Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight, one of my favorite games of all time. You accumulate these charms from around the kingdom and the charms all do different things all have different costs and you can only carry so many at a time if you carry too many you can carry them but you take double damage so there's an interesting Mm. trade-off there and just the way that different charms synergize and make your game play like completely (laughs) different so i have one build that i love where it's just like I'm going to sit over here. I'm going to hit you a couple times and charge up my MP and then just blast you from five feet away for the rest (laughs) of this, for the rest of this boss fight. Uh, And there's another where it's like, I'm going to sit right in front of you and just charge up these big attacks and you cannot do anything about it. Um, I just love, I just love how games do that. And those were the two that I thought of. So
2: isn't the Hades kind of like gay? Am I right?
0: The characters are no, very really. hot. That's what I learned LGBT is for <laughs>
2: gay.
1: They are hot. Yeah, that's that's, the that's
2: true. That is it. That's a new definition of gay. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. I mean, like that is not gonna lie. I knew nothing about the game. I just saw. Uh, man, this art style is so good, and it really oh, tempted me to buy the game. Style. Oh God, I I've said this before. We are in a roguelike renaissance right now. I mean, we mm-hmm. just had Spelunky 2 came out. We just had Hades come out. We just had Rogue Legacy 2 come out. Like, it's weird that these low, survive, low survivability games are becoming so incredibly popular just with these, like,
3: build mechanics that you were just talking about. Yeah, I really like that because I think I don't know. The more I play games, the more I feel like having something that's understandable and simple at the beginning that you get deeper and deeper into as the game goes on. I think that's my favorite kind of game and Spelunky did that super well. Uh, And I, I know Spelunky two sort of built on it in a different way. So very similar, but the power, the sort of power ups and the equipment that you can garner over time is a little bit different. And there's more of that kind of thing. And yeah, I just feel like when your options are so limited, (laughs) Okay, so me and my friend who also played Hollow Knight kind of disagreed on this, but the first time I played Hollow Knight, I all you can do at the beginning of Hollow Knight is jump and hit and I just remember feeling so my friend says that's so limiting. Dash is such an integral part of movement in this game. Like they should have given you dash from the beginning and like this other stuff whatever, but they should give me dash from the beginning. But I just remember getting used to controlling my jump height, controlling my movement in the air, controlling like when I can place an attack, when I got to run away and I don't have the escape options necessary to like just stand in there and then run away and I frame through them or whatever. <laughs> and I thought that simplicity forcing me to learn was so cool that it made it super rewarding once I got more options later on.
2: So poetic. I love it.
3: Yeah. Games are fun. <laughs> <laughs> the most important takeaway from our podcast, obviously
0: you know what I think just so right?
3: Had this interview where he was talking about the design of Super Mario Bros first level and I remember he was talking about how can I teach these people how to jump basically cuz all you can do is run and jump and like the placement of the blocks where the enemies show up. Hey look, now there's two goombas and they're between these pipes. You do have to deal with them somehow. I and I just thought, wow, what an insight into how you make players feel like they're doing stuff <laughs> when, in reality, it's just the game walking them through it.
2: Ooh, there's a new Brown Esports email.
3: Oh, really? a new brown Esports email.
2: <laughs> I gotta pull
3: this up now. It's a
2: Rocket League email.
3: <laughs> wow, good for
0: Rocket League. Hey, what's going on? It's um, funny.
2: At the beginning, it says, "Be careful with this message. It's a phishing." And I'm like, "That's brown Esports. <laughs> of
0: course. Uh, so I. I'm not a big Thank roguelike <laughs> fan. It's not my genre of choice. But once you're talking about builds, I was really thinking about... I mean, I think the kind of thought of builds comes primarily from RPGs. Like, my, mm-hmm. the, the majority of my experience with builds comes from Destiny 2, which actually, like, just introduced build systems. And I think that you were talking about games that are kind of very simple on the surface, and then once you delve deeper, you have a lot more to play with and a lot more depth. And... I think that's just an excellent way of keeping longtime players is just giving them a lot to explore. And I I think that's one of the major reasons that this is working out so well now, because you can get someone to sink 50, 60 hours into a game if they keep learning things as they're playing.
3: Mm. Absolutely. I've put 120 hours into Hollow Knight. Like, that game (laughs) owns my life. (laughs) I've played like with so many different charms, uh, so many different sort of setups and different ways to play. My favorite way to play is just something that rewards you for avoiding the boss's attack and getting in a couple of hits and then just being able to wail on them afterwards. Um, Mm. And... Yeah, the more I learn, the more I realized, wow, this game is so good. This is so tightly designed. <laughs> I feel that way about Hades, too. I'm not as deep into it yet, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it does feel like every run is kind of personalized because the progression system is so different it's like you have to be able to adapt to what they give you pretty much because mm-hmm. uh each room has a chance of giving you a different reward. and if it's a god they, uh who's sitting there then they'll give you a choice of three of their blessings or whatever and you got to choose from that list and like sometimes they overwrite each other sometimes you got aries and aphrodite on the same build and then in the next room they're like hey what if we give you a combo ability that just does more for both of our things and <laughs> yeah i don't know I feel like the way that games do that is kind of what an insight into how the game's meant to be played, right? Uh, Super Mario Galaxy was recently released for the Switch. We talked about that episode one. And I just remember, anytime people talk about Super Mario Galaxy, what they say is, man, this level design, this level design, they'll introduce like a power up for the first time in that galaxy. And like the level is just built around that thing. It's a puzzle, it's a challenge to like learn what you're capable of doing there and i just think that's so neat that's so cool <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. there are circles circles
2: circles
3: circles 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 circles,
2: circles.
0: circles. circles
3: <laughs>
0: what if we just do that for the next uh 10 minutes and we just say circles over and
3: over again do you think people would listen No. Circles. I think circles. When I go back and edit this, I would cut about five minutes of that content. Circle,
1: circle, five
3: to ten minutes. Circles.
1: Circle, circles. No, circles. I'm
3: saving
1: this
2: podcast from being ruined. (laughs) Single-handedly.
0: Well, do y'all have any news stories that are not yet developed but are developing that y'all want to talk about next week?
3: Ooh news. oh we we mentioned among us before mm-hmm. i think the so their recent announcement was that they're canceling the sequel and that they're just building on the base I game that, i think yeah, that's yeah. really interesting and i think that's probably the right decision honestly what they said was they kind of felt like the basic coding of the original among us was kind of messy and that they just kind of wanted to start over uh but this is the game that has popularity right now and i feel like there's still a lot of things that they can work out to make this a more enjoyable experience. You know, adding new maps is one thing, but adding new kinds of tasks, cleaning up some of the things to that. The servers. <laughs> right, well, hey, they fixed the servers <laughs> pretty recently, actually. Like, the servers aren't that bad anymore. Oh, they made I it. I, okay, that's good. Yeah. yeah, I think since, they like, expanded the day, size or something, because oh. now codes, room codes, instead of being four characters or six characters, and mm-hmm. uh, I think that is reflective of just... They have more rooms available or something.
2: (laughs) Wait,
1: what? I played when I had it. My servers were still really bad. I couldn't (laughs) get onto Among Us for like 40 minutes one night. And I was like, I guess I'm just not going to play. And then it finally worked. I was like, yay. Mm -hmm.
2: You waited waited that long?
1: (laughs) No. Well, okay. See, I wanted to stream it. And I was like, all right. Well, first I have to actually run the game and then i couldn't run the game so See, like, that's where you're wrong the best
3: content <laughs> comes out of the frustration with the servers it's,
1: well yeah if i streamed it would have just been me yelling at among us for 40 minutes straight oh, yeah. and then like playing it. pokemon That's
0: <laughs> content it's content I, here's my here's my top tip if you cannot get on the north american servers host a hmm. server on the european servers you can yeah
3: europe is fine almost like, always get on there yeah why is Europe always better? I don't know. Because when you're playing the game of Among Us, which is that's usually when the Europeans are at work or sleeping. Oh,
1: that's true. Yeah, you're right.
2: Wow, big brain. This is how
1: gamers <laughs> think, right here. <laughs> I mean, this is how we game the system. The, system. the, <laughs> the Asian games. servers
3: have too much ping, even though their clock is completely different from ours. It's just you got imposters teleporting in from halfway across the room yeah
0: you can't even tell if anyone vents because they're too busy teleporting you know yeah <laughs> i i do like the um, the meme that's i how could i be the imposter my ass is simply too thick to fit through the vent
2: <laughs> oh my god oh my god <laughs> i'm definitely with you guys that's so sad okay i'm making it happen eventually someday one day when I am not at Denden's,
0: yes, one of the few times we're not at Denden's, we will play Among Us.
2: <laughs>
1: Denden's when we tried to play that one time.
2: Yeah, I was at Denden's.
1: What?
0: Oh my god! Yo, <laughs> Korean I
2: fried Den
0: chicken Den's, so bad. <laughs> no joke. It's
2: no joke. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you get? Korean fried chicken.
0: <laughs> the classic.
2: What did I get? A Korean fried chicken. Korean. <laughs> 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 it does make sense.
3: Yeah. It makes sense.
2: Yeah.
3: I would have been a little concerned had you not gotten that, but intrigued uh, more than anything.
2: Like, but now, I'm so I have the lunch, or not the lunch. I have the dinner from the Bratty, not the Bratty. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> dinner
3: from. Uh, maybe start uh, over. Start over. What and, is? Oh.
2: Kind of not bad. It's pork udon. Oh okay. Uh huh. Okay. Does it taste good? Not be for. Korean fried chicken, (laughs) but I can't do that because I spent money on this meal plan. So we're gonna eat it. Austin
3: was talking to me about this new snack pass option he saw of a $10 hot pot thing, which- (laughs) Oh, the memories. (laughs) I don't know what that would look like though. I what what does that. that look like coming out of snack work? pass? Is it is it one of those? Is it a bowl that they steal and it it just has the ingredients in it? They
1: just give you a <laughs> <boiling> <laughs> pot of give water. Me the pot. <laughs> yeah, you're like, well, have fun. <laughs> That's
3: funny. We're entering an age of everything has to be conveniently packaged and available to be taken out in some manner mm-hmm. or just administered digitally. When are we, when are we reaching the... Virtual food. Yeah, the virtual food or <laughs> side food. of things. Virtual sustenance.
1: Oh, that reminds me of a clip from SpongeBob, and it's just Plankton eating a virtual a meatloaf or steak or something, because I don't think he had enough money to buy real food. That's <laughs> so
0: sad. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> That's the new brown uh, meal plan, actually. It's just digital meatloaf. Just digital yeah, meatloaf. Literally, literally. <laughs> they email it to you every day. It's yeah.
3: so just how, like, when I am both too far away and too poor to get real human connection, I go online and <laughs> watch ASMR <laughs> videos instead.
2: Oh, Perfect. <laughs> Something to keep yourself, Sam. So is ASMR like very pornographic? I swear it's very porny. I-, I don't like it. I am really- parents against ASMR. Wow. <laughs> oh, that is me. That is my organization. So Vanessa
3: has come out as anti-ASMR. Um, <laughs> i think it can it does it used to make me really
0: uncomfortable but i think you just gotta like lean into that discomfort yeah, and get yeah, through it just, and then it's like lean
2: in, cheryl sandberg like what? i <laughs> what
0: it's it's less horny than you think is what i'm gonna say yeah, about asmr yeah that's
3: what it is it's
0: it, it's um, a little horny i'm not gonna lie it's less horny yeah. than you think right right
1: Honestly, it probably depends also on who you're watching. Some people are just yeah, like
3: Yeah, no, there there's a literal porn actress who has an ASMR channel and good for her, but it is very horny. I am uncomfortable <laughs> with that channel. Parents, I guess
2: ASMR
3: <laughs> Pasmer. Pasmer.
0: <laughs> pasmer. Well that would be Pasmer. Cosmer. Oh, Cosmer. No. Oh, <laughs> Well, I think this is the perfect time to pause the podcast, and we'll be back next Friday <laughs> at 6 p.m. for another episode of the Best Podcast. Once again, my name is Morgan. You can find me at ListFage everywhere
3: you look. I'm Samuel. I am Best Moonman on Twitch and Samuel M. Re everywhere else. Uh, my name's Kenny. I'm Kenny Catchum
1: on both uh, Twitch and everywhere else. So, yeah. <laughs>
2: Sorry, I don't know why you laughed, it was just funny. Okay, my name is Vanessa and I'm Queen Wavy. Peace.